0: resting place. Episode. It's one of those ones that does stand up better to a bit more thinking.
1: But you rule with a rod of iron, don't you? Until it's until it's like something you want, and then it's like, no, it's fine now, and everyone's like, what's going on?
0: But still, without taking the piss out of the story, she's just she's just got a glibness to her that's just so enjoyable.
1: That is the purpose of guards in Doctor Who, isn't it? It's not, it's always ignored. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to World Enough and Time, a classic Doctor Who podcast which unites Andy and Alex, brother and sister, who are living in the UK and New Zealand, respectively. Hello, Alex.
0: Hey, Andy. How are you?
1: Well,. Great! So good!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yes, we should it's about that. We should probably say that we're recording this um, at the very start of April and it is now the 1st of June, as you listen to this. The 1st of June. We don't know okay. what sort of world called... the 1st of June will be like.
0: <laughs> we may still all be in lockdown. How long are you planning to be in lockdown for?
1: Two years at the latest count. Okay! <laughs> So,
0: yes, so we'll still sort be of sitting the same
1: walls. So yeah, same I'll be living garden. on grass. Okay. Grass from the okay. garden. We have Lots of garden. I'll go do the, uh, yeah, going to do the...
0: Your stomach adapts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the good life. I'm just going to rake up our entire, uh, not rake, rotate the whole, whole lawn and turn it into the good life, Surbiton front garden.
0: I think that'll
1: be How are you? Great. How are you? Loaded question. How are you?
0: Good. Very good, thank you. I um, had a little bit of not very good time, ended up in the old hospital again, my favourite second home. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just silly. Damn fish, damn fish, I hate you all. Um, yeah, had food poisoning turned into hell. And, um, but now I'm home and very grateful to be home. And it, it gives you a sense of perspective and a sense of actually... I'd prefer to be in lockdown than in hospital. Yes. Exactly. It gives you, um, yeah, it gives you reasons to be joyful. Yeah. So yes, that's been me. It's uh, been fun.
1: Yeah. In terms of the podcast, it's really sad in many ways because the idea that was that we would be recording our next lot of episodes together, yeah. uh, well, yeah. and and in the sunshine in the Cook Islands, wasn't it? Was it the Cook Islands?
0: Yeah. I know, so and I all of that's don't just know all... I if I'm going to get my money back from that lovely hotel as well. I'm oh,
1: really? Yeah, really? So. Yeah. Well, they can't sustain it. You'd have to... Anyway, it's not for the podcast to talk about recovery, <laughs> yeah. <really>, is it? <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> There's enough of that yes. in life.
0: Oh, God. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How have you been?
1: I think we covered that, didn't we?
0: <laughs> Maybe. Okay, eating grass. Good.
1: Yes. Uh, I should just give a quick, quick plug for my new podcast because I'm whoring my podcasting wares elsewhere as well. <laughs> yes, TV Drama Pod, at TV Drama Pod, an A to Z of, of UK TV drama with Andy and Martin. And we've just recorded episode six today. So that's which quite staggering. That was Fortunes of War, which you enjoyed so much.
0: Oh, yes! <laughs> I really thought about it for a long time afterwards to really try and like work it. out what it is that you like about it and
1: why. I No, it I don't really just like it. I love it.
0: Right, right,
1: good. <laughs> that makes it harder for you, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. Good. Is it is it Emma Thompson's character that makes you love? So you you need to latch on to someone. You need to care. Yes, it was
1: her, but it's more about the the setting and the fact that it's about being rather than doing. I love the fact that it's just a, a character study. Um, and right. I loved all the different characters that you get in it and how eccentric they are. I loved Yakimov. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love Charles Kay, who played Dobson, who I actually was lucky enough to have yeah. sit down and have a meal with once well, in of real course life.
0: course you <laughs> favourite, Clifford Rose was there as well. I know, and it's Claire Ob- and
2: Claire Overman from Tenko.
0: <laughs> yes, I saw her. That was a shock. Yes. yes. Um, anyway, okay. I yeah. probably have to cut
1: all okay. this because I'm just claiming to faming about the same things that I claimed to fame on the morning. The morning no, podcast.
0: no, it's it's a different set of people. Trust me. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I'm certain that we don't get the same numbers in terms of people listening on the TV drama podcast, even by June.
0: Well, tell your friends that like slightly different things to you, mm. <laughs> dear listeners. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, yeah. yeah, listen to this.
1: So, good. Um, yes. So, I think as this goes out first of June... We'll definitely be well on to the alphabet. I don't know where we'll be. It's quite fr- frightening where we'll be in TV drama podcast You're world.
0: You're going through a pace, aren't you? We
1: are. We are. Fortnightly That's podcast, crazy. you know.
0: Gosh. That's
1: so exhausting word. Really. <laughs> <laughs> There's not very much else for me to do because I can't properly work. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes. So, anyway, what have you been watching on TV? Have you actually had a chance to watch anything on TV yet?
0: I have watched things on TV.
1: Tell Um, me about them.
0: I think it's the same as I was watching last time, actually. I'm quite slow. I'm still watching Veronica Mars. I'm still loving it. (laughs) Okay. I know it's kids' TV, but it's really fun. And Kristen Bell is actually hilarious. You know when there's just someone who is just really stunningly clever and brings yeah. themselves into a role and oh honestly um, i didn't think i'd like an american actress as much as i like her she's just she takes the piss in everything that she does and she does it so skillfully well, i have to um, watch this yeah. yeah it's it's a kid's show like it is a kid's show and oh, there's okay. like a bit of a mystery every episode but yeah. like it's always done so tongue-in-cheek she's taken the piss the whole way through and she's just funny and the relationship between her and her dad is a adorable like mm. they're just they never say like um a sensible word to each other but they just have real love with each other it's it's amazing i really i've enjoyed it greatly good so yes a good idea for you for v <laughs> <laughs> yes. classic uh, tv yes yeah.
1: good so um one thing i'm going to talk about which i've been watching is something that i've, I've really loathed But it's something that John really wants to watch Because he's learning about different ages In terms of retail Because watching this Back in Time for the Corner Shop Which is this There's a Back in Time series Where people go back and experience different ages But this is all about a family who run a corner shop And I know And I, I hate it I loathe it I don't know why I'm telling you about it Because every age they live through They say, oh it's so hard It's just so hard living through this period Whatever the period is it was hard for the corner shop owner. Physically tiring. You're up and about all the time, serving customers. It, it gives you appreciation for how they lived and how they must have strived.
3: I definitely feel
1: closer to my great grandparents who uh, ran a shop. It's, it's really brought it home how hard it was. And yeah. they, they're a useless family. Honestly, they're ah! the most useless people you could have ever found anywhere. And they clearly have to edit around how crap and uninteresting the family are. But John loves it. And he gets really excited. Also, by... like,
0: <laughs> is, are they like real people who are told to live in a different way?
1: yes but they don't really and they probably live in these different places for like in these different decades for just like about two or three days and then they're still saying oh it's so hard working here all hours but you're Uh, not working uh, now all hours you're being filmed recording for uh, for about two seconds running the shop uh it's just (laughs) honestly and the thing that really annoys me about is they don't understand shift systems it's like they keep this one scene where he ate his food in the shop the the man and um, the, the the father of the family. And I'm like, no, you don't. You need to eat your food in the shop. What you do is you eat it earlier while one of your other family goes and works in the shop. You never eat your food on the counter in front of your customers. You fuckwit. Honestly, there's so many things about <laughs> this series that really annoy me, and I just it's because it's something we can all watch. That's easy to watch while we're having tea, and John insists on it. And I just I've lost the any sort of reasonable view of this awful television program. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So there we go. (laughs) But it's just, it's become a running joke that whenever we're doing anything in life, we just think it's so hard. But it's so hard. (laughs) Because that's that's all they say on this series. It's so hard. Anyway, (laughs) so there you go.
0: That sounds really good.
1: Yeah, back in time for the corner shop. Don't watch it.
0: (laughs) No, I won't be. Good. Really will not be. So grateful I don't have to watch that crap. I I very much decide what happens to this house in terms of... <laughs> if there's something that I'm not happy with, then it's just banned from the screen. I'm pretty... For ages, I banned Brooklyn Nine-Nine from TV. I was just like, no, sounds rubbish. No. As soon as I saw it on, I like, just turned the TV off immediately. I'd, I'd be yeah. Immediately. Now I've actually caught enough of it to think it's amazing, and I'm like, <laughs> "So
1: much Brooklyn." Nine-Nine. I was going to say I'd heard good things about it. That's so funny. <laughs> really but goes. you rule with a rod of iron, don't you? Until it's until it's like something <laughs> you want, and then it's like, "No, it's fine now." And everyone's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's
0: true. It's fine mm. enough. Yeah.
1: Good. Well. Excellent. Hark, what doth I hear during, during the lockdown a, This is the Kaliak winging her way towards us.
0: <gasps> like she didn't bring pestilence or anything dirty. She
1: needn't bring that. I'm unfurling the scroll. Oh, um, speeding
0: through this bit. I <laughs> know,
1: <laughs> enthusiastically. Um, all right. It's just one... Se- it's a question. It's not just a sentence, it's a question. It says, are you going to do the accent or not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> how are you today <laughs>
1: how, how are you how
0: are you today
2: <laughs>
0: I'm looking for wee Willie wallace
4: then look near feather for I am willy am wallace news <laughs> of you who's travelled
0: far Willie. All the way to Ireland, my Ireland. Is that so? And who be thee? I be Rob Roy. Ah, Rob Roy. Ah, yes, I've heard of you. I've seen your film. Why have you come? To fight for freedom. To fight for what, sorry? For freedom, freedom. Oh, to fight for freedom? Good, well, if that be so, and your heart be full of courage, Come ride with me against the Sasarna Khan. So, are you going to do the accent, do
3: you think? I'm doing the accent. Listen, Hi. how are you? How
0: are you? No, it's, how are you? Hi, are you? Hi, are you? Oh, it's how are you? It's how are you? How are you? <laughs> good. Like yeah. it. Thanks, Kayak. Good.
1: You made us chuckle. <laughs>
0: See, she's, she's found her place. Good. <laughs> well done.
1: Oh, she's off. She's off. She knows about the lockdown. She knows she can't. She's socially distancing herself yes. from us. In fact, she's she, cute. She Actually, looked. how did
0: you unfill not two metres away? That seems
1: I good. use one of those rubbish grabbers, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Got it. Good. <laughs> good.
1: Although I don't think birds have have the, the virus, but we don't know. Maybe they started it. I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> so... We've arrived at a moment within this podcast in which it's yeah. time for a quiz!
0: Oh my goodness, this is going to be amazing. What have you done for me this time? <gasps> or, 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 or have I done one? Oh my have God. I done a quiz? Actually, oh prepped a God. quiz, a real wow. prepped, I quiz. prepped quiz. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gosh. So, as so can know... I just
1: explain how fearful I am when, you, when you're doing a quiz? I actually am <laughs> really, really worried because, like, I don't know what's going to be, and I'm just going to feel like I fail and I lose all my Doctor Who credentials because they're important to me.
0: <laughs> you definitely will not lose any Doctor Who credentials. <laughs> oh, it's, not even, it's not even about
1: Doctor Who. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: Very loosely. Oh,
1: God. Okay. <laughs> Right, so yes.
0: You know that I love Richard Osman and like to steal the things that he does.:
1: Oh no, OK. Uh, yeah, the last time you mentioned so, R- Richard Osman, I had the birthday game and I was offended yes. at all of the doctor <laughs> <Yes>. who cast.
0: <laughs> so what I have done, I have got a doctor who um, title of a story
2: uh.
0: um, and changed one letter. And then come up with an, a new synopsis for this story. <laughs> and you have to work out what what the hell is going on. Okay. I'm going to give you a for instance. Okay. No, I'm going to oh, give okay. you an example one just to get you in the mood. I'm scared. Okay. I'm
2: scared. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Got it. Good. I'm here. I'm here for this. Yes. Go.
0: Um, okay, so this is the example one. Okay. So the doctor and his companions... I can't remember who they are. <laughs> That's there. Typical,
1: typical amount of research there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to write the full synopsis for each story, but then I thought, no, fuck it, I'll make it up on the fly. <laughs> um... <laughs> we can never re- practice too much,
1: can we? No, go. No,
0: <laughs> silly. Um, the doctor and his companions go to a cumin museum. A cumin and paprika museum. (laughs) Okay.
1: So, (laughs) right. Have I got to guess the example? Can't you tell me the example?
0: No, you just, okay, Well, I'm hoping that you can get it from that, but if you can't get it. Uh, So
1: it's the... The spice museum. The (laughs) spice museum. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I got it. The Spice Museum. God, okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I All suppose right. I don't get a point if I just say the actual name of the story, do I? It has to be the changed name of the story. It
0: has to be the changed one. That's true. Because um, often good. on House
1: of Games, they just say what it is and it annoys me and I'm like, no, you plonk.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Good. Good. Now we're Doctor. cooking on gas. Oh, gosh. Is this number one then?
0: And, yeah. The doctor and his companions meet (laughs) an Italian. (laughs) I know! All right, Barbara was still there. Uh, um, Meet an Italian man jumping up and down on a stick.
1: Marco Pogo!
0: Yay!
1: (laughs) This is fun. I'm not scared now, I'm just enjoying it. (laughs) Um, Good.
0: Doctor, Jamie and Zoe oh, oh. Gosh, um, meet, um, meet a, a very sweet, tinkering man who steals every now and again.
1: <sighs> ah! The kind robber! <laughs> no, no, that wasn't
0: it! <laughs> That's so close! I feel like <laughs> I can give you a point for that. It was the mild robber. <laughs> the mild robber.
2: <laughs>
1: a much better story i think the mild robber <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um gosh um so oh i think this is a joe one yeah the doctor and joe she <laughs> <I literally laughs> says with a,
1: a massive sigh i think it's a joe one <laughs>
0: hope anything that's the doctor is going to be uh, Liz just because she's better Mm. um okay so they um they travel to hell and have to have a Sunday lunch with small green vegetables
1: Oh, what (laughs) that doesn't bear any relation to anything they travel to hell and have a lunch with small green vegetables uh, I feel like it should be a play on the green death But I don't know what it is <laughs> I don't know I don't know
0: Okay, It's the pea devils <laughs> What <laughs> ah. I would never
1: have got that in a million years The pea devils <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god that was kind of Totally obscure Sunday lunch I was to get peas Honestly. Small green vegetables! <laughs> so
0: obvious. Okay, so.
1: Yeah, good.
0: The doctor and Sarah
1: hmm.
0: um, meet a terrifying. <laughs> <bit> brass band. Meets <laughs> a terrifying brass band.
1: Great. Can we tell you what doctor it is? Is it fourth or third? Fourth. Meet a terrifying brass band. Oh, honestly, I have no idea. It could be anything. (laughs) Based on the P-Devils, it could be anything. (laughs) This is so hard. (laughs) Give me more of the synopsis. Um... It was okay when they visited a space museum that had, it was spicy. That was different. This is kind of, there's not <laughs> enough clues in the, in the context of the synopsis.
0: Okay, it was terrifying. Yes. And it was a brass band. I kind of given you the answer in the clue. Well, it's terror of the, terror
1: of the, of the, something. They were very
0: afraid of the brass band. <laughs>
1: Well, Terror of the Zygons, but not something else. Um, the Band of Fear. Hey!
2: Oh, God, <laughs> painful.
1: I feel like I'm going grey doing this quiz. Greyer. <laughs> uh,
0: but the Doctor and Sarah. <laughs>
1: possibly, Lila, Possibly Romana.
0: definitely sarah um meet um a fighting man who likes to do up bathrooms
1: a fighting man who likes to do bathrooms i've no idea i've no idea it's so hard
3: the tile
1: warrior (laughs) fucking hell i thought it would be a tom baker one you could have told me a third doctor you whack cow <laughs> Even the t- I wouldn't still never have got the tile warrior. He's <laughs> sicko.
0: Okay, um, so the doctor and Romana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> visit the set of next top model um, and discover an awful lot of. Of the presenters are robotic
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I imagine it's the androids of something else but I don't know what you're talking about well what is it
0: (laughs) the androids of Tyra Tyra oh Tyra Banks (laughs) I
1: have heard of her actually okay but I didn't know that that's who it was sorry
0: okay so um the doctor's all get together and have a dance competition.
1: The Jive Doctors.
0: Hey!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, I've got some more in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, How many um... <laughs> <more>? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done seven so far. Good, good. Okay. <laughs> so, the Doctor and Harry and Sarah. All go um, to visit um, uh, a gallery in space.
1: Oh, the art in space.
0: Yay!
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, Okay, so Doctor and I'll say Joe.
1: (laughs) Say Joe, doesn't matter. You're easy. (laughs)
0: eat a very nasty tree-bore mint
1: okay Um. Uh. the mint of evil yay (laughs) gosh I'm actually having to run Um... episodes story titles through my brain this is not relaxing
0: (laughs) (laughs) good about that. Oh, um, I like this one. Um, Barbara's knickers are too tight. <laughs> oh my god! Barbara's... The um... I really hope you get this one. <laughs> really <tight. laughs> Barbara's knickers are too
1: tight. <laughs> right, I'm thinking. If she, she's in it. I take it. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Not just randomly, Barbara's Nick as a 2 <laughs> yes. um, um. Is it a play on the Reign of Terror? I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's the chafe.
1: I thought it was the chase, but what is the word? What is the thing?
0: Chafe. The chafe. Oh, I should have got that.
1: I knew it was the chase as well. I love that one so the chafe. Oh, really? And I didn't get that one. Oh,
0: I should have got that one. I just could make it the way.
1: Well, well, you got six out of ten. Well done, you. I feel very accomplished. Well, now I'm going to turn Good. the tables on you. I'm going to do a quiz on you. Yes. yes! See, two quizzes, one episode. I hope you've done
0: as much research as I have.
1: I've have literally, literally opened a book at a page and that's how much research has gone into this. Okay. So this is State of Decay themed. You have to give me oh. ten, ten words. Right, and each word is a if it's correct is a point. This is Terence Dick's novelization of State of Decay, which mm. is called Doctor Who and the State of Decay, which I think is quite funny. Um, but yeah. there are fourteen chapters in his book. I want you to come up with any of the words that are from the um, the chapter titles of State of Decay by Terence Dix. So you've got to come up with ten okay. words, and you're not allowed the or on as any of the okay. words <laughs> or of okay
0: Right.
1: okay yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay so right. what's your I'm first the... go vampire
1: yes chapter 10 is called the vampire this is called the vampires so well done you've got one point
0: um village
1: Oh, no, there's no village beating you.
0: Bastards. One down. Um, evil. <laughs> that was a good attempt.
1: No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um,
0: Hydrax?
1: No. <laughs> Yay. That's...
0: Um, Let's see what happens in this story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've researched this already, Alex. Tower. Mhm. You've got the tower and attack on the tower. Are two episodes? Um, two chapters. So now you're on two points.
0: Oh, so I don't get two points for that. I just no. have less words to choose from. That's yeah, evil. correct. Bastards. Um, stowaway. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Chapter three is called the stowaway. So you've got three correct <laughs> and three three nulls so far because they're not wrong. They're really?
0: There. Yeah. Are you sure that that was incorrect? Are you sure that's right? Okay. Um, oh, The Wasting.
1: No, which is interesting because The Wasting is, is excised from Terence Dick's script because he never liked that stuff because it was a Bidmead insertion. So there's no mention of The Wasting in the novelisation.
0: I must admit, it doesn't make any sense.
1: I know. Um, I have got a question for you later on, which is what is The Wasting? Because I don't understand. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yes. Good. Um. Oh, Lords.
1: Lords. No! Oh no, you've got five wrong so far.
0: Hmm. Guards.
1: <laughs> no, that's six wrong. You've got one more. One more chance to get up to four points out of ten. Rasselong. <laughs> Rasselon? <laughs> no! Could you get three, out of, three out of ten. Three out of ten. Good. The I don't know whether it was good.
0: You. No, not, not, not Right.
1: No. You could have had The Selection, The Strangers, The Messengers of Orcon, Tarak's Plan, The Secret Horror, The Resting Place, Escape. You should have had Escape, really. The Traitor, The Arising and Departure. There you go. Good.
0: Good. I think I did rather well there. There was yes. a lot of one-word chapter titles there. Yes. My selection of... Fourteen words to choose from (laughs) in the whole of the English language. I got three. Well, it all
1: depends on where you sit on how well you did. Yeah, Yeah. very well. I'm I'm quite close to the word crap. (gasps) What did you just say? So that leads on neatly to our story de jour, which is state of decay. Yay! That rhymed.
4: Surely you realise something here must be wrong. Wrong. Right, yes. What is, is? Oh, what is, is wrong. Look, societies develop in varying ways. George just seems to be sinking back into some sort of primitivism. Wouldn't you say so? Oh, yes. Yeah.
3: In terms of applied socio-energetics, it's losing its grip on level two development. On level two? A society that evolves backwards must be subject to some even more powerful force restraining it.
4: An even more powerful force? Oh, very mysterious. Well, mysterious or not, those rebels seem to think the power emanates from you. They flatter us. In any society, there is bound to be a division, the rulers and the ruled. A division? (laughs) Yawning chasm, I'd say, wouldn't
3: you? No, I'd say a sociopathetic abscess.
4: Oh, I wish I'd thought of that. That's a good diagnosis. Yes, I've never seen such a state of decay.
1: Yay, state of decay. So,
0: oh, I've just, I've got, another, I've got another quickly thing to say before we launch into. Oh that. gosh, yeah. Um, so, uh, the doctor, Adric and Romana, all visit an area where there's a lot of plastic ducks.
1: <laughs> what? I'm so shit at this. Even when I know there's a story <laughs> title, I don't know what it is. <laughs> plastic ducks. <laughs>
0: No. People are screaming this at you. State of decoy. (laughs) State of decoy.
1: Honestly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, good. Good. It's really
1: good. I think, uh, given your current situation, your recent situation, I thought you said um, the Dr. Romano and Adric eat a really bad fish. What's that one? (laughs) They're screaming at you. They're screaming at you.
0: Are they? Yeah. <laughs> it's just one letter difference from decay.
1: No, you're choosing the wrong okay. word.
0: Oh okay. Oh they don't visit an area then. That, that's you wronging they don't visit an area. area no, I said the they state. all
1: I said they all ate a fish that was really bad, didn't I?
0: Okay, okay. I don't know. Uh, the skate of Decay. Yes.
1: Yes. Good. Good. Mo- good.
0: Moving on. have got a whole new area of. of yeah, I can't wait to revisit this quiz. Can't friends. wait. Can't wait. Good. good. I've got another 10 for you. Uh, good. good. Um, right. Hello.
1: Hello. Tell me, Alex, where were you? What do you remember about the first time you watched State of Decay?
0: Um, I think. I have memories of it being something to do with Exeter. I feel like oh. around about that time. Right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was definitely obviously well after it was on. Mm. I think it was on proper. I think it was on video. It would have be
1: been on. in the E-Space box set. E-Space Trilogy box set. Oh, would it? Yeah.
0: Would that have been in um, when you were in Exeter? Was that it t-
1: was around that time. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe after actually could be um, anyway yeah
0: yeah um i think i yeah i didn't know that i enjoyed it um i don't it was never been like an absolute fave of mine but hmm. um got it, it was that uh, that kind of period of time where like the the doctors i felt like they were coming flicker and faster like we weren't having to Watch the same one over and over again, so yes. like you were able to kind of watch this amidst a number of others, yeah. Um, and it it kind of it held its own in that, and um. Yeah, there was. A, I was a bit confused by one bit because I remember when I was really, really young. Hello, little cat. Um, the guy who um is part of the cloaked gang. You had used his picture as a potential. I think 8th Doctor or something in one of your stories that you'd written for me. Ah. Um, And so, yes, I remembered um, being really kind of... Because I think you you used to cut up your magazines and stuff, didn't you? And you used to use them. So I knew it was someone from Doctor Who. So I remember expecting him to be really important, but Mm. he was barely in the whole thing. (laughs) thing. (laughs) So he kind of confused me. But, yeah, it was just nice to have that link to... um, to an earlier time. So that's the only thing I'd seen of, of State of Decay was that dude in a cloak that was to me going to be the Eighth Doctor and turned out to be completely unimportant uh, to
1: that, I think. yes. I vaguely um, remember using pictures of the, the robes as well in the woods and the Doctor and Romana as well, I think, in yes. that story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was just... It was part of a sea of many Doctor Who's at the time. Didn't stand out for any major reason but it held its own I think that was kind of my first thought of it
1: okay so I saw it first at grandma priestner's house um old battle axe (laughs) the first episode I I remember seeing um at Monk Seton West Monk Seton and um I remember sitting watching the first episode with the bats and everything and that being difficult to watch that because everyone else was sort of it was a family day through all there and i'm like no we have to watch doctor who and i think that was the first series where i was like i have to watch doctor who i was like really mental about it by then um at at the age of gosh eight which is surprising seems very young now um yeah um and all i remember really about it was just the feel of it i don't remember much about it other than the feel of it and the mood of it
0: oh
1: yeah Yes.
0: That's quite lovely.
1: So how do you feel about it now?
0: Um, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. I think it's one of it's one of those ones that does stand up better to a bit more thinking. Like there's a lot of a lot of the ones we've reviewed about it's actually it's not a good idea to think too hard into it because that causes a problem. <laughs> um but there's also ones where when you really look into it a bit more, you're like, Oh, okay, that's why they did that and, Oh and like it just makes you think a bit harder about it and the the how the people have been characterized or whatever. It just so I I found that through reviewing it it probably stood up better.
1: Mm. Okay, so do you want to do you want to kick off with with whatever you want to kick off? Yeah,
0: with? so yeah, what I wanted to kick off with was I just wanted just in case people are listening and they haven't seen it recently, I just reckon it would be useful to have a wee bit of a synopsis just in case you need your your brain jogging. I'm, I'm kind of doing this for the for the Alexes of the world. <laughs> okay, people like me who can forget things very easily. <laughs>
1: so shall I do that then? Shall I do a quick synopsis? Yeah.
0: Oh yes, you can do.
1: Okay. This. So the Doctor and Romana Ram- are stranded in E space, and they land on this planet, and they're trying to find a way out of E space, and they find this feudal colony, um, this village, which is. Um, is next to a big tower and they discover that the three who rule are in power, this mysterious threesome and it's a it, and they're kept in this sort of feudal society but there's there's something worse going on there's something very bad going on um, and uh, at the same time Adric has stowed away aboard the Tardis and he he works his way into the plot in, a, in an annoying way um, <laughs> and the doctor and Ramona discover that they are actually the three who rule are vampires and that um, they are are planning something rather naughty. <laughs> is that okay? You can
0: give us the end of... Yeah, and the end, because that's important too, because we're
1: not... Oh, I suppose, to yeah. Do a so, stop. and the giant vampire, um, one of the, the, the giant vampires that the Time Lords were in a big um, war with is sitting underneath the tower, which is in fact the spaceship which the vampires arrived on this planet on um, they are the same people who arrived on the planet but they were mutated into vampires um, and they are trying to summon up the great one the um, the great vampire to arise and to swarm they use the word swarm a lot swarm across the galaxy and eat yes. and get everyone a lot get everyone a lot
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was wonderful. Was I'd, that okay? so I'd written my own little synopsis and yours was a lot more florid and interesting. Mm. And so that's really good. Okay. Well good. done.
1: Fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there we go. Thoughts.
0: Okay. Um I did I, I think I heard you say something about the way that they said their lines was a bit um it was some kind of poetic way of doing things or something. Is it? But I really liked the language.
1: Very theatrical, deliberately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I I actually thought that stood up quite well. Rewatching, i listening to them. Just you cared a bit about what they were saying, even though it was just it was quite over the top. I really enjoyed the 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 strong kind of prose that they were kind of going with the whole time. I just found that really I don't know. I found that an interesting way to. to deal with the script and i really enjoyed zargo's voice a lot
1: okay yeah 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 um, <laughs>
0: he was really cool
1: yeah i loved the scene in which um, which uh, <laughs> when romana is questioning them the doctor is questioning them um, and there are always a few ungrateful ones who do not appreciate all that we do for them says camilla and romana says and what do you do for them apart from saving them from gluttony <laughs>
0: which i love yes there were so many good lines between yeah. Um, yeah. the Doctor and Romana, wasn't there? They were just—I yeah. oh, love that about them. You are, and you are wonderful, or something. Yes, I suppose I am rather. And then when she repeats it back to him afterwards, yes. it's, just, it's so brilliant. Yes, that's yeah. That was beautiful.
3: A copy of the book was to be installed in certain time vehicles. What time vehicles? Oh, I don't know. I forget type 40. I think. Psst. the TARDIS is a type 40. is it? Oh, no. you are wonderful. me? wonderful. <laughs> I suppose I am. never really thought about it. So, yeah, so
0: let's put some order in here a bit. So, at first, you're, like, you're thinking, oh, they're going to go for another forest walk. I think as soon as <laughs> they embark on a you walk were in the forest, I'm like, oh, no, we don't care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they, they quickly got through the forest, which was good. And, okay, so the village, the village where they land, or they yeah, nearby, up, yeah. um, is... I'm concerned about the size of the village. Can you give me some some <laughs> clarity here? I just fear that if they've been there for thousands of years, and there's only ever been one village, yeah, then I, I just their appetites, the vampire appetites. Yeah. I'm I just I'm concerned.
1: It doesn't work in that sense. And when they say we'll, we'll go to the next village, and they say well, there's not a next village. this only the village, this village. And therefore, the question is: Was this a bigger, more thriving community once, and they've gradually selected people for in the in the selection in order yes. to feed?
0: Maybe the village was once the town. And yes. Talks about it anymore. And yes. I just think that's
1: true. The selection isn't sustainable, and that's one of my problems with the story, is that yeah, um, yeah because the young have to grow older before they're taken as well. And the rate of selection doesn't seem to fit with that. Is that they just take anyone.
0: No, but actually we're not not too clear on the rate of selection because they just say, oh, this is too soon. You don't usually come this quick. But do they usually come like once every 10 years or do they usually come once every week? Indeed. Um, But yeah, so maybe it's just that it's not clear, which is okay. Um, So big plot confusion for me. Yeah. Were all the villagers descended from people who came on the ship?
1: yeah i i don't know i'm, I'm my, that my head canon for this <laughs> is that they came on the hydrax ship but they were kind of just not important people on the ship they were kind of technicians or stuff like that or people who yes were, yes or they were already okay, there and maybe there was a people there on this well planet. no
0: because at the at the very end yeah the doctor says to him to dude was brilliant comb over yeah um can um but what, will we ever go home? Oh, of course. Yes, um, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just the, just me. on
1: the issue of the selection, I was intrigued because our episode on the crotons went out as we record this today. And it's kind of oh. an, an, an inverted take on the selection from that. Because,
0: oh, yes, that's true. Because
1: in that one, they're taking their intelligent ones. In this one, they're taking the strong ones. But I think the croton yeah. selection works better. <laughs> because it's to help them regenerate, but I suppose that the the yes, selection here the is to help to, to get the blood for the for the um vampire yes
0: so yes, that's another thing that I need to yeah talk through so the there's there's kind of two purposes of the selection here one, yes, they want strong people for their blood for the great one, but they also orcon talks about the fact that they would like. To, that they bred out the qualities that they also need so yes. not only, they always knew that they would need people to join them mm. i don't know why um
1: they and, need i think they need more and, vampires i think is the point yes. ultimately but unlike the crotons they've bred the intelligence out of them whereas the crotons were trying to get the intelligent people and encourage them so they could get them to so they could crystallize and but, become form yeah.
0: yes, but in very specific areas and not enough to rebel, which yeah. is so clever anyway but um but yes, for this, it's just like well, if you always knew if that was always part of your plan thousands of years ago, then don't breed it out as new fool because you're never yes. going to have anyone suitable. like if their plan relied on someone like Adric ambling along, then that's it's, it's an unlikely one to come to fruition.
1: I think this feels like an important time to to throw in the phrase a sociopathetic abscess
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
2: Between, so good, wasn't be, it? Between
1: the ruler and the rule. <laughs> Even the doctor says, oh, I oh, yeah. wish I'd thought of that. Because <laughs> it's Romana who says it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: The yawning chasm was his. Yes, yeah, that's his, right. His, 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 his yeah. Yeah. That like, and yeah. Yeah. so, yes, yeah,
1: they well, should. The, the, the good thing about it is that they're, they're a cowed populace who they who have completely in their thrall and they don't have to worry about them. But the bad thing is they've got yeah. no one to turn into vampires to become more of their number. Yeah but something I'm intrigued by and I don't know if you can help me with this is that Zargo at one point is a bit uncertain about Orcon and his motives and he has a little bit of a chat with Camilla at one point and he says why do I feel scared about this why do I feel like this isn't okay at this point just before the arising and he doesn't feel secure in his position and I find I'm interested by that and what that was about
4: Afraid.
0: Yeah, there was a. Uh, yeah, on closer inspection, there was a bit more nuance to what was going on with those guys. So it was definitely. Orcon had the ultimate power mm. with those dudes, didn't he? Like mm. they. They ha- it seemed to have some kind of an agreement between them where eventually Orcon would give them. The powers that he managed to get, mainly from the great vampire. I think the ability, like to control the bats and the the more mind controly stuff, hmm. seemed to be him. And the, and I, I don't know exactly the words that they used, but he they were like, oh, he still hasn't passed those those secrets or those powers yes. on the bastard kind of thing. Yeah, which was yeah, it was quite interesting the fact that there was that kind of the levels between even them, but yeah. I, I don't know more than that, but it was
1: good. Yeah. And I think in a lesser story or a lesser science fiction tale anyway, that, um, or any drama that the king and queen would be absolutely in charge. But the reality is he as their counselor is the most important one, even though he's only their counselor. And I think that's interesting. Oh, is position. that what
0: their roles are? Yes. Right. Oh, so that's really, yeah. I mean, that's like the true power is always the one just to the right hand side. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I and mean, it's very Game of yeah. Thrones
1: really in that sense, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah um
0: i did i I like the thought that um just that the concept that all knowledge is forbidden um because to my mind if you want to if you want to make um the pursuit of knowledge something that people don't do then you don't make it forbidden because as soon as it's finished, yes. then you're gonna get a little sect in the corner who's doing random shit, like this. exactly, <laughs> yeah, tech that they found in the forest. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just it, I just found it an interesting concept to think that perhaps if you just gave given them like a lot of daytime TV and things to distract them with, then that's probably more likely to stop the pursuit of knowledge as it seems to have done in the uk <laughs> than anything else yeah it really is more like um if you yeah as soon as something's forbidden then you're going to get someone who's trying to do it but if you're gonna yeah if you just want people to shut up then just distract them with something pointless um which yeah they weren't able to do
1: mm. and it's really interesting because the knowledge is knowledge is the theme of that season of doctor who and in the preceding story full circle it's all about whether they have the knowledge about their past, but also of the Starliner and how to repair it in order to, to leave. And then they eventually discover they've never left um, and and they are actually descended from the Marshmen and all that. But the point is that the knowledge is hidden from them and they haven't got the knowledge anymore, but they also keep waiting before they do anything. And there's, there's a really great parallel with this because. They actually are waiting. They, they, at the end, they say, "Oh, should we wait a few generations?" And and they're like, "No, you've got to do it now. You can't wait anymore." And it's that same thing about yes.
0: There's a lot of that. Let's not just hurry into anything. Let's just yes. hang on. Yeah.
1: But and that's a state of decay in itself. I think it's such a clever title because it can relate to so much. Because the whole series yeah. is about entropy and decay, and this yeah. is is a really wonderful part of that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's good. we should probably like talk it. about the original titles of the story so it was originally called the witch lords then it was called the vampire mutations and then it was called the wasting and finally state of decay um
0: mm, yeah i think i like where they landed
1: i do i think it's the best of those titles mm. yeah yeah
0: yeah it, it, the other ones seem a little bit literal yeah. but not that they never do literal in doctor Who. i mean i know that's quite a common theme but yeah it is yeah
1: it is quite nice so i would like to take two um, of two of those titles and explore them in more detail so the vampire mutations which was one of the original titles mm-hmm. um i'm a bit confused about how is that about romana and adric and turning them into vampires and was that intended and discuss
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> disgust <laughs> <laughs> um romana when you say romana i thought she was just going to be a sacrifice or was she supposed to be turning into a vampire too
1: i'm not sure i'm not sure i think I as soon as they realized there sacrifice. were time lords, i think maybe it changed and it was a threat oh, but okay. but she does get bitten um, she does get bitten and i was i've always like been concerned about the fact she gets bitten and it doesn't actually mean anything in the end but usually in a horror story no, that would, that would mean she would become a vampire
0: Oh, so you were just thinking things were coursing through her veins at that moment yes. so anything could happen. Yeah, but it yes. doesn't happen. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I guess I ignored it because I knew nothing would. And so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Don't care. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the vampire mutations, and I thought that was the Lords. I thought they were the vampire mutations.
1: I suppose they are, aren't they? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, so I guess that's, if that was the title they'd gone with, then that would have been where I'd have landed yeah. in terms of why. Um yeah i guess it's it's nice that it uh, the whole thing of the doctor saying oh gosh there's one of these myths in every civilized world kind of thing um it was just quite a nice thing to i don't know for the concept to be that all vampires that we're kind of aware of are a mutated form of those great vampires they're not vampires they are um you know they're in some way changed because there was great vampires roaming the universe, kind of thing, which is a nicer idea, I guess. It just is like we know where vampires came from, but they're slightly different.
2: Mm.
1: Yes. And what about the wasting? What is the wasting?
0: No idea. Well, Not Terence to- Sticks <laughs> clearly
1: didn't know what it was because he took it out of his novelisation before, went out. but um,
0: I- it's. I guess it, it sounded like it was just something. To cow the masses, yes, like they didn't go exactly. into any kind of it was detail.
1: It seemed to be like it was propaganda, so that yeah. the lords could say they were protecting them, but you never knew what it was, and they yeah. just said the wasting is the wasting, <laughs> which is wonderful. Yeah. But
0: um, and maybe that was the point because yes. they were bred to be stupid, bred to not think, bred to just you know provide sustenance to the vampires then maybe that was all that they needed maybe they just needed them to um to just have a word which is a thing a, an abstract thing without too many questions surrounding it because if you have a really strong story about what the wasting is then that leads to questions but if you just have a, a word that isn't explained then you can't go any further you just like okay it's a thing it's scary i don't like it
1: mm. yeah I'll, I'll take that good
4: nothing has changed in a thousand years but it will change when we overthrow the lords what isn't that a bit dangerous i mean a chap in the village told me the lords protected you from the wasting you know about the wasting well only by hearsay what is the wasting the wasting yes the wasting is
0: Chinese Whispers.
1: Oh, yes. Chinese Whispers, which is more Chinese Whispers than it it is Continental Shift as well. Let's just say that.
0: Yes, I thought so. Yes. Yes. It did sound a lot more grand to call it Continental Shift. But yes, it did. Yeah, it's Chinese Whispers. But really beautifully. I always remember just loving that concept so much. It just seemed amazing. I wish that it hadn't have been Romana explaining it when she goes like,
1: Zarki, jar- Jargo. jar-go, right. jar-go zar-go.
0: <laughs> it's just like, well, that all sounds nothing like each other. You could have made it sound a lot but, more but similar. That,
1: you could tell she's. Strange. But that is the one that's B's to V's, and well, it's not B's to V's, isn't it? But it's 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 the softening of sounds because the other ones don't work like that. Because Lauren Macmillan basically you just lost lost the start and the end, and it becomes Camilla, and Orcon yeah. is just O'Connor, o Ocon. So they're not re- they not they're not really examples of consonantal shift. As you say, it's more no. Chinese whispers, and yeah. Yes. But I do like that, and that was a bid mead insertion that Terence Sticks hated. But I always thought this is a bit of, I love from the story. And whenever Terence Sticks is interviewed yes. and says he hates that, I'm like, well, that was one of my favourite parts.
0: But that was the bit where it was, you know, it was that moment. You're like, fuck, it's bad. Yes, it, just, it felt really exciting. Mm-hmm. You felt like you were in on the on the mystery, like trying to work it out with them. It just it felt wonderful.
4: What were those Hydrax officers called?
3: Captain Miles Sharkey Navigation Officer Lauren McMillan, Science Officer Anthony O'Connor.
4: That's very good. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Brothers Grimm?
3: This is no time for fairy tales.
4: Oh, they also discovered the law of consonantal Shift, how language changes over the years.
3: You mean the hard sounds softening, bees becoming these and so on. Mm. Camilla, O'Connor, and Zargo. It. Sharky, Sharkey, Jarky, Jargo. Jark- the same name passed down through generations.
4: That's right. And Macmillan becomes. Camilla. And O'Connor becomes.
3: Orcon. The descendants of the original ship's officers.
4: Yes.
1: And this is the original ship. Oh, I've just remembered something that I was meant to ask you. So there was tom baker narrating the story of state of decay um in the mid 80s i had it on cassette tom baker reading the story and and tom baker actually does it obviously because he does all of the the lines because it's just him and i'm sure you must have heard this because i used to play it all the time so i think that might be your first experience of it oh
0: yes quite likely Yes. Yeah. I've, yeah, you know, I'm not with memory. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I always remember <laughs> I him reading out the likely. names
1: of the people, yeah. him doing it because he he had yes. to. Do all, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that probably was because it does yeah, they those words do like they do kind of even now give you a little bit of a shiver because yeah, I think they that whole explanation piece just it was it was just beautiful at the time. Mm. I really did enjoy it.
4: Presently He asked Romana what the names of the officers on the hijacks were. Romana replied promptly with the three names, Miles Sharkey, Lauren McMillan, and Anthony O'Connor. "'Do you like party games?' asked the doctor. Romana gave the doctor a hard look and said she thought that this was a poor time to play musical chairs. "'There's one game in particular,' said the doctor undeterred, "'where you sit in a circle and the first one thinks of a sentence,' and whispers it into the ear of the next one. Then that person whispers what he thinks he's heard into the ear of the next one, and so on. The results can be very funny. You can start off with uh, cabbages and kings, for instance. And the last person may think he's heard the TARDIS is on strings. It's a good game. In the manner that one talks to sick relatives, Romana patiently asked the doctor what all that had to do with Zago and Camilla.
1: going to talk about sexism if i may (laughs) okay good um i was just a bit concerned that quite often romana was treated quite badly and for one thing they don't when they talk about a time lord and they don't seem to recognize that she's this intelligence and and she's a time lady and
0: oh i thought they did i had not really i thought they were just as excited about her no they
1: they talk just about him and also, they, oh. there's, they keep calling her a girl, and she's not a girl. And I just no. don't like that. It's annoyed me. Oh. <laughs> and it's then I amazing also
0: amazing how little I picked up on it for this because uh, yeah, generally I've got my heightened yes. sexism sensor But on. what did you uh, think I about? Just, yeah, yeah. what
1: did you think about Romana being frightened? We did you buy that? Was that okay?
0: Ah. Uh... I actually didn't mind it this time because it was done in such a Romana way. I think yeah. because she's just so tongue-in-cheek with everything that she delivers. Yeah. Um, when he says, "Oh, you are all right? And she goes, no, I'm frightened. It wasn't done in a, like, yeah, i hated. Yeah. He kind of was like, well, I am frightened, but I'm also getting on with it. And yeah, jumping yeah, yeah, on the rock. So, yeah. like, it just, I, I didn't mind it. I, I was more coping with that than I was with Ace. In yes, nemesis. Nemesis. Like, it's still so Exactly. Yeah. yeah Yeah, there's something yeah it just the way she delivers it just seemed a little bit more real Mm. like she's always kind of taken the piss out of every situation to some degree
2: yeah yeah
3: what is it
4: do you know it just occurs to me there are vampire legends on almost every inhabited planet really yes creatures that stalk in the night and feast on the blood of the living Creatures that fear sunlight and running water and certain herbs. Creatures that are so strong. They can only be killed by beheading or a stake through the heart.
3: Or? Please, say something.
4: Whatever it is, we want to find it, don't we?
3: No. Good. Come on, then.
1: I'm afraid we have to talk about Adric.
0: <laughs> well, he's such a handsome child. That's handsome fine. Handsome child. Yeah. Honestly, Camilla, fucking hell, she must have gone blind in all those thousands <laughs> of years to see Adric and see such a handsome child. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> wrong and wrong. Yes, um, let's talk
2: about
1: it. I think the thing I disliked the most was just the way he walks. It was his very first scene he recorded. The way he walks oh, across the console room he where he just waddled can't waddled
0: across. Oh, it was horrific. But it's just the way that he walks, poor basics. chap. That's just how he walks. Yeah. It's a horrible walk. Yeah. But Do, you Do you remember stalking him across Blackpool? the rest of it, I didn't mind. Sorry, what's that? Do you remember stalking him across Blackpool? stalking
1: him across platforms. we were on a bus and we suddenly realized he was walking along beside the bus didn't we and the bus yeah. was going really slowly because it was in traffic so we were following matthew Waterhouse walking in the way he does waddling if we're honest as we were on the bus and we yeah. just followed him for at least two miles didn't we
0: it was fun it was quite a waddle <laughs> yeah.
1: but poor chap because everyone's mean about him in doctor who and it's not his fault that he's he, he was chosen for something that he probably wasn't ideal for. I don't
0: know. No.
1: Uh, As we've said, we liked him in Keeper of Charkham when he's just with Tom. We loved that relationship.
0: Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, the earlier ones, the ones when he's with... Tom, he's okay. Mm. But yeah, they did give him a really horrible role in this, mm. actually, didn't they? Mm. They really made him into a complete shit. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to engender him to the, the general fan public, you're not going to get that by making him virtually double-cross everyone. Like, that was really nasty. And
1: they do it several times with him, so that you never quite think he's very good at, he's not very good at choosing the right side, because they do it with Monarch and F- for to Doomsday as well, and and you think, oh, God, Adric's right. been taken in again. But it's not clear enough whether he's actually got a plan until too well, late. Yes. And,
0: yeah. He definitely didn't with this one. No. plan <laughs> No. He just was like, at the end, oh, how about we do this, Romana? <laughs> She's in a trance. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yes, too late. <laughs> a little bit late.
1: <laughs> uh, I also wrote down, Adric is Silas. Do you remember that awful programme called Silas?
0: Yes, I do. The boy who used to
1: eat horrifically yes he used to because old woman give me food and he does not here doesn't he? he says is there any cheese
0: uh, oh my... <laughs> <laughs> a to z s is sorted oh my goodness i can't wait you be yeah because that's
1: what i'm choosing out of survivors and secret yeah. army and and all those things i'm choosing well, silas, silas. yeah hands
0: not. down that is
1: your choice yeah it is you wait until s you're gonna be disappointed love Silas, <laughs> I bet I can't even find the theme music <laughs> to play doesn't... in now.
0: <laughs> oh, I hope you do. Oh, will be great. Old um, woman, do you remember there was a like bad woman? The there was
1: a bad woman in Shrew, called the Shrew in that. She was called the Shrew. And he actually called her the shrew. It's bad. Anyway.
0: Um, well, he called everyone horrible things. He even did. when they really he didn't deserve it. Everyone was a hag. Yeah. He was nasty. Uh, anyway, sorry. Was it dubbed?
1: Oh, obviously. I think it was a Czech. Czech programme. Czech. I don't know.
0: Wow. We were importing things from the Czech Republic. Yeah. We must have been desperate in the 70s. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Sw- never been a great one for swarming. I know. I, I wrote that 70s. down as well. <laughs>
1: I wrote three down as my favourite quotes. One of them was saving them from gluttony. One, one, one was never been one for swarming. My other favourite one is when Orcon says to the guard captain, die, that is the purpose of guards. I thought that was brilliant.
0: Oh, yes, I think I... Oh, yes, then die, that is the purpose of guards. Yes, I wrote that one down. Gosh, good. Glad you enjoyed.
1: Because that is the purpose um, of guards okay, in Doctor Who, isn't it? It's not. It's always it ignored.
0: It <laughs> really is. That, and it just really makes you wonder, like, when you are... When you're a guard, and that is spelled out to you so, like, clearly that you are, of absolutely no consequence to those people you're guarding, yeah. and you come from a village that you're about to, try and massacre or kill, um, then when's the right time to switch sides? Like, when is it that you need enough information to yeah. go, ah, probably, probably need to do something different here? <laughs> um, yeah. It just, it was quite interesting the way that, that he could say something so horrific, like, you are just here to die, and then he still gets allegiance from that. It yes. was quite amazing.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. How dare you interrupt us? We are attacked, my lord. The doctor with rebels and villagers, and some strange mechanical beast that shoots men down. He must go back. No. The time of arising is now. Then send your servants, my lord. Send the bats. I have need of them. The guards must hold the tower to the last man. We are outnumbered. Unless you aid us, we shall all be killed.
3: Then die. That is the
1: purpose of guards. Go. Um... Okay, I think it's time that we um we played in a little rock set. Uh, oh, are you ready? Good. Dressed for success.
2: So ready. I'm gonna get
3: rest for success. Shaping me up for the big town, baby. Get fiss for success.
1: Okay. So any um any anything nothing. you want to NOTHING! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh okay, okay come on okay. there is there is. do. what's the man the man
1: who calmar the
0: man... yes i thought you... that headpiece is joy to behold that is just the brick the braided fact, little
1: it... tiny little plaits
0: yes like it's like they saw the opportunity for a comb over with that braids, was and <laughs> mental. Oh, yeah, that that was that was classic. It was just pure beauty. So, um, yeah, that was great. It just it added to his mentalness brilliantly. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, they do wear nice clothes, don't they? Go well, Zargo and Orcon um, and
1: Camilla, I think they're brilliantly over the top, baroque, gothic yes. costumes. I thought they were gorgeous.
0: Yeah, they were. They were stunning um and yeah i guess they're just costume wise like there's nothing that I, kind of screams out at me because i guess they all it all fitted quite well the the whole the grandeur and the wonder of the the lords plus, and against the the dirt and grossness of the um of the village i guess it just kind of it works you believe mm-hmm. all of it you believe that kind of segregation really well so it just yeah, i guess it works in a way that i kind of guess didn't Make me feel like a yeah. comment. It just was perfect.
1: I felt um, my favourite thing about the lords' costumes oh. was the fact that sometimes the way they held their hands up, it meant that their their um, their um they had bat wing robes. So they looked like bat wings when they held them up in certain ways, which was fantastic. Oh,
0: that's so clever! Yes, oh, it I really was. That. There's one scene Do particularly like where it was just
1: that. obvious they had bat wings, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing
0: yes oh i like that kind of subtlety so subtle that i've seen it that many times and still have never noticed it
1: (laughs) what about romana's costume i always think it's one of her better costumes it looks good
0: (laughs) it's good for a forest walk yes it definitely is that kind she's she she skips about in it quite happily she looks very stylish she does it, it does suit her well um yeah, it's amazing how regal she manages to look in virtually any situation, yeah. isn't it? She does yeah. have that bearing. Um but yeah, no, it is it's beautiful. Um it's just the colours are the kind of colours that I don't like, yet it just manages to work really nicely on her. It just yeah. makes her look even more fragile and beautiful.
1: Yeah. She knows yeah. how to, to dress in it, I think. Yeah. Yes.
0: Is it more June Hudson? Is it is it a June Hudson? No,
1: this is Amy Roberts. So they alternated between June, June oh, Hudson okay. and Amy Roberts. This was an Amy Roberts' one, um, who also did Keeper of Traken, okay. which I think is gorgeous costumes, darling. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. Um, I want. I know we talked about it a bit, but I want to go back into the the mythology bit. Oh yeah, do. To I've got some more to talk about as well on that. Um, yeah. So. Um, so the Time Lords and the Great Vampires were all, they've been like long enemies, is that a thing?
1: Yes, in according to the Record of Razalon, that um, yes. they fought them in, in such a long and bloody war that it put them off fighting forever. And that's the kind of, the, the clue is that kind of that's what made the Time Lords pacifist, not intervention is what you could almost say. Which is right. in- interesting. Okay,
0: so this is back in the day when they did used to intervene.
1: Before, gotcha. yes. Yeah, I think okay. is the idea, yeah. Because it was so right. bloody. So, which a war with vampires would be bloody, wouldn't it? <laughs> well
0: it would, wouldn't it? Oh. Um and so they all fought, they killed them all with their bowships, like the idea of a bow ship, it was really cute. Um and and then this dude this one. Yeah. Bell through a cve is that what we're thinking or did he come through the cve at the same time as
1: the hydrax, hydrax? yes uh, there's something about latching okay. onto orcon's mind there's something a very quick piece of dialogue about how it's through orcon it went in through it channeled something in orcon's mind and and got through with them yes yes
0: wow okay okay I that's think. that's helpful yeah, there was, there was, I felt like there was a few bits, actually, I had to go back and listen to because there was important bits that if you didn't quite catch it, then you missed big mm. chunks of the plot. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I did love um, Romana's um, prompting of, of um, the Doctor. For the, you know, back when I worked in the, <laughs> in the archives, and I, we used to make sure that they were all... In a certain type of Darden, yes, <laughs> I've got a type for. it was just I know so gorgeous the way she feeds him that just to to feed his ego, and he's just all so proud of her. It was just yeah the it, the way that was done I really, who did the script for this?
1: um Terence Dix, but it's not clear whether that's Terence Dix or whether it's Christopher H. Bidmead because he was the script editor, and he kind of that season famously he really took apart scripts and added a lot more in. But um behind the scenes it was just, behind the it scenes was it? there was a lot of fuss about it because Peter Moffat the director came on board with the Terence Dick script thinking it was going to be really gothic and really over the top and Um like cl- like old Rhymes. old classic Doctor Who from yeah. you know 7576 and then when he got the script it yeah. was more scientific and he was he said oh well, I'm not directing it then so a lot of Terence Dick stuff went back in and it became more gothic again but you can still see the mead oh. bits in it that are I mean Bidmead, Famously, he put the rocket in it. So Hydrax coming down and destroying the great one is is Bidmead's addition, as is the continental shift. Um, and I think all the stuff about right. the scientists in the woods having technology. so I think it really adds. I think it's a lovely fusion of science and yes and medieval.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that they they needed both to yeah. to keep it moving and yeah yeah that's yeah okay, that's
1: and cool. something that's often derided, which I really love, is the fact that they get into different rooms with swipe cards. I love that.
0: Right. Yes, of course. Because so it's, it's a spaceship, it's and
1: it's like that's brilliant, you know.
0: Yes. Yeah, they're not trying to fake it. Yeah. But yes, the whole thing about the the ship being the the tower is beautiful. Like when they. I love when the doctor finds the inspection hatch. Obviously, with with Romana's extreme health, <laughs> yes, exactly. that kind of thing was quite wonderful. She
1: is so she she is a, a step ahead all the way through. I think really with this. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I guess that's probably why sexism to me didn't come across right. in this because she is given the upper hand by the writers so perfectly. Like she's yes, she plays that kind of. take a back step and roll but she does it while always being completely in charge which is just so brilliant Mm.
1: one of my favorite lines that she has in the story is when she um she turns to Tarek and says um in a sanctum please When...
0: Oh my god, I've just it was just coming to my yeah. line where I'd written In a Sanctum please. Yes. It
1: was so brilliant. It wasn't was it? so good. Wasn't I it? can't explain why it's so yeah. good, but I just loved it. It was just like she's, she's It
0: was. It was just like so one of us needs to go there, one of us needs to yeah. go. In a Sanctum please. Yes. <laughs> it was just so perfect. Yeah, no, I can't quite explain we're terrible, aren't we? Can't explain why we like any of it. But yes, that was it was beautifully done. And it's just it's all just that part of Romana being so flippant and silly the whole time. Yeah. But so without taking the piss out of the story she's just she's just got a glibness to her that's just so enjoyable yeah
4: it really works Tarek now listen we're going back to our ship for some information I want you to tell Calma no wait tell Calma to prepare an attack but not to move on till I join you alright right good come on let's go we've
3: forgotten about Adric he's still a prisoner somewhere we've got to find him
4: Adric where can we start well there is an inner sanctum. it's where nobody's allowed but the three. that thing down there is what I think it is. and if it escaped into our universe billions of lives would be lost. could you take me there? of course doctor. come on. no no. Romana. you take the TARDIS and I'll take the inner sanctum.
3: no you take the TARDIS. I'll take the inner sanctum. good. In a
4: sanctum,
0: please. Certainly. I was thinking about the, um, how the the TARDIS um, could do with a bit of your UX skills because <laughs> the cataloging, cataloging oh system God. there is utterly abominable. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just like, I just like, I just, hell, how would you find out anything, ever? It reminded
1: me of when I used to be a librarian um, back in the uh, in the mid-90s. Because we used to have a CD ROM system where you had, because it was before, the internet was just starting off, <laughs> that's how old I am, and, and you had to put CDs in which had different articles, electronic articles on them. And if you somehow got the CD in the wrong caddy, you were forever, you'd, you could be a, lose a whole day trying to find the right CD in order to put it in the machine in order oh, to yeah. get this article up. And, and of course, before that, was microfilm, and it's just, it's a tedious flashback to a world of horror. Which we don't have to deal with yeah. anymore. It's just horrible.
0: No, it's true, but yeah, because it just—it was perfectly kind of acceptable. The fact that it's like, oh, you'd search the, the the whole of the archives in the TARDIS, but there's a separate magnetic bollock somewhere <laughs> else. It's like, really? Why would that be a thing? I know, but clearly it was. So
1: yeah. And yeah, I also I think guess. the Doctor's just really yes. bad at at helping Canine with his search strategies. So K9 listed all these things that he's got and he's going to start listing them or whatever he does. He's, Do you want to hear them all? And he's like, no, what I want is this. Can you access this? Uh, but I think it's not in uh, K9's data, is it? Or something. I can't remember. But um, Yeah,
0: no, it's in a separate... Because oh, it, it's only in Type 40 TARDIS.
1: Yeah, but you'd think there'll be a way for K9 to interface with the TARDIS databank or something. You'd think.
0: No, he, I think he was interfacing. it was, was with the TARDIS databank, but there's a separate magnetic record.
1: Uh. It's, yeah, it made me feel oh, ill. It just reminds me of yeah. of hours and days lost to crappy librarianship <laughs> in the mid nineties. <coughs> yes, yes. Uh. On the topic of K nine, I did love how the guards yes. the guards very um usefully once they were shot by him, they would roll to one side so he could still get past them. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's really kind. Isn't that's it? what I would do if Kanan shot me. <laughs> yes. that's very nice. I like that. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, I found it quite unbelievable that um, anyone cared about Adric. I think that was I, I. I don't know quite what I mean here, but it's yeah. just like well, when obviously Romana goes to try and help him out, and, but like I just be. It, it wouldn't take me long to go, actually, you Like, he just, it was so unlikable. They don't really know him. They have no allegiance to him. They, have no, they don't care. He stowed away. You went there. Carry on yeah. sleeping and turning into a vampire. Like, there's just so little motivation to, to save him. He seems quite happy doing that. I just like yeah, Just I just thought, I, there's nothing in there. Well, that it's, is making yeah. you want to save him. It's
1: because they didn't develop the original conception of the role, which was that he was a sort of artful dodger in space, mainly because they miscast him, I think. But if he had been a sort of a cheeky right. chappy, he was kind of cute and kind of fun, and he would sometimes do the wrong thing, but sometimes be really useful in a tight squeeze, which you could imagine an artful oh, dodger character being, then that would have been to... great. Yes. Is that what
0: they had planned? For? Yes,
1: that was the original plan for Adric, that he was like an artful dodger in space. Oh. And that works.
0: Oh, that would have been quite cute. Yes. Yes, a kind of annoying cheeky chappy. Yeah. Gotcha. Who was annoying, but oh, also no, quite quite
1: that. useful, you know, sometimes, yeah.
0: Yes. earth?
1: Wow. I know.
2: <laughs> gotcha!
1: Who are you?
3: How did you come here? Oh, I walked. I don't know you. Well, I don't know you either. That's not possible. I'm looking for two friends of mine. I don't know what you've seen them. Have you, tall man with curly hair and a silly scarf? There be a girl with him. There were two strangers here earlier, a lord and a lady. Any idea where they could be? They went to the tower. What,
4: what you doing stage? with my bread? Ugh.
0: Um. Mm. I thought it was strange that, being as we've already worked, there's a real kind of like deficit between the amount of bodies that you've got to drain blood from and the amount of um, blood that you need in order to raise a great vampire how wasteful zargo was with people it was just like for goodness sake don't bot people on the head until they're dead (laughs) Um,
1: i wasn't quite sure how he killed
0: Understand why camilla was furious
1: i wasn't quite sure how he killed him either because he just sort of raised him to the air and then threw him to one side i didn't quite understand why he died yeah it
0: was death by throwing
1: death by throwing good it's a it's a a bad death
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to talk about the design, um, which I thought was really good. Um, the sort of blood red corridor, corridors and the sort of very sumptuous Baroque. Is it Baroque? I don't know. The doctor said it was Rococo and Romana said, no, it's not Rococo. <laughs> but I did like the design of the, of the tower and how gothicy it was, even though it was a spaceship. Um,
0: it is a nice idea to think of like Camilla... Either doing it herself or getting the the people of the village to. I want this kind of embroidery, and I would like it like this. I know because <laughs> that would have to it happen. Must have been a really...
1: And one, yes. one thing that I wanted <laughs> to would know have been is a
0: big sewing bee. Yeah, Who
1: who actually read who got Romana dressed up in the sacrificial gown at the end? You know. And I was just yes. where did that come from as well? Was that one was that one of Camilla's night dresses, or did she always wear she, the same? Oh,
0: she had lots. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think over the thousands of years they went, they missed the kind of the stages that they went through. But there was definitely like a weaving and sewing era, like, <laughs> <five> generations <laughs> of impressive. A
1: weaving and sewing era. <laughs> it yeah, would have been
0: lovely. Yeah. I wouldn't have been unhappy in that era. Well, on
1: the DVD, <laughs> there's a lovely thing where um, you know, old and or newer companions to that era, era watch the story and make comments. And Janet Fielding was furious that not only did Lala Ward have a new costume for this story but then she has a new costume to be sacrificed in later on she's so angry about oh. it she's like
0: <laughs> she had a fucking outfit forever yes. oh, funny. So she's
1: like you know oh my god you know. We
0: had... did she really hate that she had to wear that all
1: the time yeah for that first series it's a whole <laughs> series she wore that bloody air hostess costume didn't she the first one then she had to wear the boob what tube the for the next series
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah Yeah. Oh,
1: that's true. Was it a cost saving thing? Was it a what? Cost Cost saving. saving. I think it was partly, but it was no, I think it was more because action figures had just come in because of Star Wars. And John Nathan Turner had this idea that they could sell lots of lots of action figures of Adric, Nyssa and Tegan if they wore the same clothes all the time.
0: Right. So they always wore that. Yes. Yes yeah yeah I guess the you'd know them by a snippet of their clothing quite instantly whereas yeah. you wouldn't with most of the other companions totally. so yeah I yeah. guess that makes sense yeah. I like the the big the the deliberate anticlimax that the doctor um created with um offering the um religious canine to help them <laughs> that was so gorgeous. I have got this amazing <laughs> with a, a nose something a nose girl. Something. yes. And then K nine comes and's like, what the fuck? It was really, really beautiful the way that it was just it was it was set up to be disappointing so brilliantly. Yeah,
1: I've got two other things around that time that I really loved in the story, and one of them is his um his Henry the Fifth speech, where it's a it's it's misquoting Henry V um, Act 4 Scene 3 which is the St Crispin's Day and we'll stand a tiptoe and all that stuff which I will play in now
0: Ah oh, yes I wondered what that was from
1: Yes it's Henry V when um, Well, I always think of Kenneth Branagh doing it because I've seen Henry V with Kenneth Branagh and it's all about you know it's a it's, it's rousing speech before they go into battle which is exactly what it is um,
4: in this lack of weapons uh. no experience uh-huh. Odds almost insurmountable. Yeah. But! He who art lives this day and comes safe home shall stand a tiptoe when this day is named and rouse them at the name of East yeah!
1: What I enjoyed even more was the really hugely unnecessary map that the Doctor talks about before they go on their attack.
0: Ah, oh, yes, but <laughs> yes. That, that was quite a, a, a cool map they had going on, there. Really
1: intricate that. map. A, really well-labeled. Yeah,
0: really unnecessarily <laughs> so, because that is the only fucking stuff on the whole planet. Yes! There's just two things on the planet.
1: It's like there's, <laughs> And they'd, someone beautifully drawn trees on, and the village, and the tower. And, and what you actually oh, need God. is a plan of the tower. Honestly, you don't need anything else. Yes. We all know where the tower is. That's where we're going. It just like doesn't make any sense. I was like, what? Gorgeous. <laughs> it annoyed me a little. Oh, yeah. I, I really
0: wish I knew who made. I bet that it was just one of the production team every night that had to go home and just start drawing up that map. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's got to be ready. It's got to be ready. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Yes, it was. Now, um, one thing yes. I
0: found quite interesting was the the moral side of the Doctor in this, because. We're, we're, so many times we're led to believe how moral the doctor is, and how generally he does—he um, doesn't just um, go instantly for death. He does like a conversation. He likes to give people um, ultimatums or, or an opportunity to rescind, an opportunity to change. But with this, it's just like, well, there's a big fucking vampire down there. Not having a chat. <laughs> gonna kill it and it's just i really i found that was quite interesting the way the doctor is just like well i've heard the myths i've heard everything i need to know don't need to go any further into anything there i'm just gonna stab it through the heart with a big metal thing like it just it was out it was at odds with what we generally see of him
1: and i think it's just is that just because vampires are just bad and that they're just evil and that's all there is to it you know is that why is it, guess, is it an excuse
0: well it's never been, that's never been accepted by the Doctor in ever, any other case, that yeah. things are just bad. He's yeah. always given people opportunities, always thought there might be another side to people. So yes, I, I guess it was that, that wasn't the point of this story. The point of this story wasn't about getting to understand that enemy, but it just, yeah, it, it was quite interesting though he was just like, cool, <laughs> we're going to set this off and you're going to die soon. It just, it, it's not, it's not his norm.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: What did you think about the
1: bats, the bat action? Because um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess I like the fact that Orcon owned it. I like like at first I was like, so what about being a vampire means that you have um, power over bats? But they kind of explained that that was power bestowed to him by the great vampire. Um, I guess they were I don't know what they did, but they were they were certainly scared. Um, and I guess he was get, he was using he was a bit like the calip, wasn't it? It was using them as his eyes.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. and there's that gorgeous, gorgeous shot, probably the best shot of the whole story when when you've got the bat superimposed over his face as it's flying as he's he's commanding them. It's oh, yes. gorgeous. I'm like, oh my god, that was really well time well spent. Now, I can hear the music on that bit going da 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 da, da, da. Just gorgeous. <laughs> oh yes.
4: If they are still on this planet. My servants will find them.
0: Yeah, so what did you think
1: about that? Oh, I I was just more thinking about the practicality of the bats and and how the narrative, when it's the end of episode one, when they're attacking the Doctor and Mara and a few stagehands are flinging bats at their faces. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) at the start of episode two, they all go off in a different direction and they just swarm. They swarm again, they swarm off. And I just feel like it's a bit of a... A, a, a sort of fake cliffhanger because it doesn't end up happening and then Alcon, yeah, I guess yeah.
0: they would the, I like that they made a bit more drama to it I think there were just enough to add a little bit more of a, a scene yeah. that, that's what I felt that they added and it did make things more dramatic yeah. so I, I was quite happy with them
1: but in terms of the denouement there's one point in which Alcon says oh I need all the bats now and he just has the one that turns up to, to get Romana's blood and where the others went I don't know but it was like the bats weren't involved in the denouement enough either i felt but um right. it's obviously just yeah. budget and time to use models yeah, and really stuff really hard to make a, yeah. a bat
0: but that's blood yeah yeah i've had troubles that way myself
1: yes, yes. um um mm.
0: proportions of rocket mm. tell me well it's got like three people stood on a bit of rock and then right next to their toes basically like a rocket land <laughs> <Like, laughs> they're completely unaffected by it and it's just so small and so unlikely it just it just seems so confusing like they could have just like walked over and patted it kind of the thing. scale like, doesn't just,
1: quite work does it, was, it bless them
0: Really doesn't. but on the other yeah. hand the, um, the
1: vampire deaths are brilliant aren't they
0: yes yes that's true actually yeah they were Quite wonderfully done, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean that was that's your standard death or vampire when it finally ages properly, but it, they did it really well. Um, yeah, it was quite impressive.
1: Hmm. Um, yes, gosh. Well, I think I'm all out of notes.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much there. I guess yeah, the final thing was just that realization that I don't think I'd had all the way through was the fact that everyone on that planet had come from. Um, from earth that that to me was like my big like oh ah, yes more interesting. yeah yes it was i did find that was a really nice
1: twist um, to it. the only other thing which i haven't mentioned which i watched a, one of the features on the dvd and it was some some chap talking about how vampires often in literature are a metaphor and in fact vampires were part of the vampire myth is about communist leanings towards them being anti-capitalist and and just seeing all capitalists as vampires, because they're kind of feeding off of um the the aristocrats feeding off the poor, which is very much what's going on in this feudal society and state of decay, and the idea yeah. that the the you know the ruling class are vampires, which is just an interesting metaphorical lens to look at the story with
2: yes,
0: yes, but I guess it does also kind of perpetuate that idea that all Non-ruling classes are a bit thick,
1: which isn't great, <laughs> it isn't is it? No. Isn't great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Yes, uh- but yes. So I enjoyed a lot. I liked the the levels. Um, the 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 only small bits that kind of cause issue are just that would that really that village really have been sustainable for that amount of time but I think that's you can it's get overable yes it's you can deal with the fact that maybe there was more villages in the past um I would like to have dipped in to a bit of back in time just to go to the sewing era I think that would have been a useful addition to the whole plot um but aside from that uh, yeah it, it gave me joy um it the plot stood up as far as I can see. There's not I'm not left with a million questions where which we just need to smooth over and ignore with this. Like yeah. it was it was good. Um it made sense and we've got Romana and Tom just being brilliant together. Like it just um I, I don't think I'd realised. I mean, all of the um the one liners and in City of Death and whatever, just that brings so much joy and that we know so well. Yeah. There was just uh, just as many in this yes. that d- deserve remembering. So, yeah, I, I thought it was, yeah, another extension of that brilliant relationship.
1: Yeah. And something, to, another thing to say about that brilliant relationship is they started the production of this serial not talking to each other because they'd fallen, um, fallen out with each other. So they like, basically sat at each end from the rehearsal room from each other at, on the first read-through. But by the, end of, wow. by the end of the story, they'd fallen back in love and had actually decided to get married. So within the, that story, the production of that story, that changed from that to that.: um,
2: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And That's they so actually cool. got married on the day that state of decay part four went out on 13th of December, oh, 1980. Lovely. Yes. Gosh, so. And you can see that they love each other in some of the scenes, I think. I think it's really obvious. And also that they perhaps fell yeah. for their characters as well.
0: Yes. Which is what they've always said. Well, Romana's
1: always said that. Well, that, that, always said that Lala oh, always said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, yeah. She does have a thing for know-it-all men, doesn't she?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of think, like, it happens a lot in, in TV, I think, that actors fall for their characters or other people's characters and stuff rather than who they really are. Right. Yes. Wow.
4: gosh. Inspection hatch. Doctor. inspection hatch. Doctor? Hm? Romana, I found the inspection hatch. So
0: what's your final thoughts?
1: My final thoughts. Um, I think it's a really rich story. I think that the the dialogue's wonderful. I think the movement of the characters is wonderful. That's the way they move around the sets. I think it's just got a real mood and atmosphere that is coherent across the whole four episodes. I love the colour palette. I just love the feel of it and the music. Everything comes together to make something really sumptuous and gothic and classic-y Doctor Who-y for me. And it makes Mm. me think of dark evenings and being cosy watching Doctor Who.
0: Yes, that's true. It does have that in buckets. Mm. Uh, Good. Liked.
1: Good. Tick.
0: Yes. Oh, what about... um, Oh, I think we do have enough contestants for the Hall of Fame, do we? Yes, I think so. So, come on. Um, well, I, I actually yeah, I didn't talk much about him in the end, but I did utterly love Zargo. I don't know why I loved him so much. Because um, he's the forgotten. Uh, yeah, he's the he forgotten one the of. of he's the forgotten one of
1: the three. Really, everyone talks about yes. Orcon and Camilla, but you really liked Zargo. It's interesting.
0: I don't know why I liked him so much. Like I just liked his character, and his voice was just stunning. Hmm. Imagine that dying at forty. I don't know why he died. Yeah. William Lindsay, love the dude. Um, so yes, I want him in there just for his voice alone. I just he's one of those that I think could easily have read the audio and I would have listened very happily. Yeah. Um
1: I think Camilla has to be in yes. there as well. She's very good. Really? Yes. Rachel yeah, Davies. She she played the much. woman who ran the post office in Emmerdale for many years. And I used to occasionally watch it Emmerdale should. just to see oh, it's Camilla in the post office. <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> Camilla, on the post. <laughs> oh well, it seems weird to not include all con then. Yeah, oh God, really you have to include Emrys James.
1: He really overacts it to the point of wonderfulness. It's brilliant how much.
0: Yeah.
1: I think those three have got to be in the overacting and the way they move. I mean, the way that Zargo and yeah. Camilla move as one—it's just beautifully done. they like they could have almost got yeah. choreographic credits or something for it. I don't know. It's just wonderful.
0: Yes, no, it was. It was very well managed. Um yeah, I guess Tech Dude was quite annoying, I guess really. I'd be okay to not have him in What Kalmar, like, the little one. What who is he yeah, he does lots of things, doesn't he? Hewlett, what, he's called is, he it? is it Arthur
1: Hewlett or is it Donald Hewlett? I think Donald Hewlett's someone else, isn't it, that I'm thinking of. Um But Arthur Hewlett. Okay. Um
0: The only other one really is, yeah, so
1: okay is with him not Ivo. The headman of the village. I quite the... liked Diver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm okay with. I liked I liked how much he believed his son was going to get saved. He was <laughs> so like, Idiot. it'll be fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. But then I guess dude who I thought might want to be the Eighth Doctor, he was quite good.
1: Which one was he? Was he Habris? No, he's the head guard. Yes. Or Tarak. Was he Tarak?
0: Oh, oh yeah sounds likely he, yeah the one who came, came and kind of bopped lots of guards in the head yes
1: Tarak like, yes yes mm-hmm.
0: but I mean none of them are going to win it like compared to one of the vampires yeah Orkhan's going to win we could just have a, a three way um
1: <laughs> yes thingy. just between the vampires yes maybe yes well, maybe we should put a fourth yes. one in that's, that's um, the equivalent of Booby Romano from our Destiny of <laughs> the Daleks it's called Fame.
0: <laughs> I don't know if there is an
1: equivalent of Booby Romano.
0: <laughs> There's not much in the way of porn coming from the state of today. It doesn't have to be
1: pornographic, dirty girl. OK, good. Um, I think about maybe the tree, the tree at the start that the TARDIS lands in front of or behind. You know that I once went to... Burnham Beaches, where it was just, this was filmed with Marisa and Brian in order to find the tree that the TARDIS lands next to in State of Decay, and we actually found did it in found the it? middle of a wood. We...
0: You did find it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you're mental.
1: I know. That's
0: amazing. It was cool. It was. Really it, it
1: was like Marisa it. who spotted it. She's like, "Oh my god, it's there! It hadn't changed at all." We're like, "Oh my god!" It's like we took loads really? of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Done.
1: So yes, thank you but, for coming back to 1980 with me to to watch State of Decay. I I enjoyed it very you much. You're welcome.
0: Yes. It was exhausting. I'm tired by the gym. <laughs> yes, it was fun. Actually, I just started a new job recently, and on my first day I was asked the question, who's your favourite doctor? Please tell me it's John Pertwee, which I thought was a really sweet thing for someone to say.
1: And, and um, then you had to disappoint them. <laughs>
0: I had to say, what the fuck are you talking about? He's the sexist way. But <laughs> still, I was glad that someone asked. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's good. good. Well, anyway, so, okay, goodbye. Then. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Hello, this is Andy here, sat in my garden during lockdown. Um, we've been doing this podcast, Alex and I, for about two years now. And in that time, we've got five ratings on iTunes and one review. Now, we think that people like us a little more than that. Maybe they don't. But it'd be really nice if you could just spend a minute or two writing a review up for us on iTunes so that more people can find this podcast and... I don't know hopefully have a bit of a giggle hopefully agree with some of the stuff we say um yeah so if you could just take a few minutes to do that we'd really appreciate it uh, thank you very much and until the next time bye